0: Welcome back to Ready For, a podcast dedicated to equipping college parents with the tools they need to have meaningful conversations with their college students.
1: I'm Logan Newkirk, an RD or Residence Director at Belmont University.
0: And I'm Keelan Myers. I'm also an RD at Belmont.
1: On this podcast we talk to guests that we think know more than us about the topic that we're discussing.
0: In this episode we're listening to and responding to parents, even our very own, and we're talking about their thoughts and memories about the transition to college. We ask them each the same set of questions and they send in their responses. The
1: parents that you'll hear from in this episode in order are Keelan's mother, Christy Brown, my own mom, Deb Newkirk, and Julie Storey, the mother of one of our other RDs, Will Storey.
0: This is the second of two episodes discussing the topic of transition. It's following up on our last episode that provided the student perspective on transition. We hope that this episode gives you some real life connection to some parents who've experienced the other side of sending their students to school.
1: Here are the questions that we sent to each of the parents that you'll hear from. Maybe as you hear and listen to these questions, it'll provide you some guided space to reflect on your own experience through this transition. The questions that were sent out were, what thoughts or feelings did you have during orientation? What was the experience of moving your student into college like? How was your first week adjusting to your student being away and what was the experience between saying goodbye and waiting to see them again
2: move-in day for me was very emotional although it's a very exciting time and again there's so much positivity with everyone there to help, the people at the, the school were there to help, and able to answer any questions, and you know, you're know, you arranging the room, putting furniture, personal items where they go, and you're trying to have fun, and we did have fun that day, but at the same time, we knew that at the end of the day that we were gonna be separated, and it would take me three and a half hours to get back to him if I needed to quickly, but, with that being said, the end of the day finally did come and there were lots of tears shed on each side. My child was standing under a shade tree, bawling his eyes out, begging me, Mom, please don't leave me here. Please don't leave me here. I get in the car. I call his dad. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to leave. I can't leave him. I can't leave him. His dad said, get in the car and leave now. So I put my brave face on, go back out, give him a hug tell him it's gonna be okay. And if he could just look ahead a few days, this would be all different. And I pretty much just left him under a tree as he was crying. And then I cried for three and a half hours on the way home. So the first week away, it was still very emotional. I wanted to call and I did call just about every day, but I knew if we got on the phone and he was still unhappy that it it would be bad. Toward the end of that week, we did have the conversation, he want, he did not want to stay there. So I remember telling him, you've got, you've, you're there, you've got to stay there at least your first semester. If you're not happy, then we'll see about transferring you to a place closer to home. Again, it was very strange coming home with him not being there. And just, you know, the, the unknown about what was going on at that time. You think about all the things that you've spoken about as far as, you know, some of the things that they may come in contact with at college or maybe faced with the decisions. I just remember hoping that, you know, as he was faced with those hard decisions and different things that probably he had not been faced with before, especially not having me there, I just kept hoping that somehow he would hear my voice and know the right thing to do at that time. So with regards to anticipating the return of our student, we, um, we were very, of course, very excited to see him. Um, just able to put our eyes on him for the first time in about three months. We were excited about it, and at the same time, we were afraid that once he got home, we couldn't get him back. It was a little, little nerve wracking um, to be waiting on him and not knowing exactly what was gonna happen. But in the end, he, at this, by that time, he was really starting to settle in and enjoy himself, and he left with a smile on his face, and it just really did everybody good to see that he was actually evolving and being on his own and standing on his own, and he was going to be okay without us. So orientation was a day full of excitement and adventure. We met in the auditorium with all the other parents and students, and the welcome committee was just really awesome. They all seemed like they were just really, really happy to be there, and were very positive, and they made you feel like, this is going to be a good thing. This is going to be great. And I do remember thinking at the time that I hope that my student enjoyed it as much as they did, and would be able to apply himself one day and a welcoming committee type position. You, could, you know, you could look around the auditorium and you could see all the other people. You knew they were going through the same thing as you were as far as emotions and that sort of thing. But you know, orientation is just orientation. And it's a great thing, but those emotions have not quite hit you during orientation.
0: I think it's important to address the elephant in the room. My mom did not leave me under a tree crying. It was, I was at Maryville to play football, so she left me underneath the stanchion where they recorded football practice at. So, (laughs) other than that, she was really spot on with it. I think the biggest thing I remember is there was a lot of excitement and orientation, and it was, there was like an idealistic sense of what it was going to be like to go to college. Mm. But when it came time for it to happen, like once it actually got there and she was leaving, I was really sad to be that far away from my parents. I'd never even lived in different counties than my parents. Mm-hmm. then to be that far away was, was a big turning point. Hmm. Uh, I think she talks about the excitement and adventure, and that was really true. When I got there for orientation, I knew I wanted to be a part of that orientation. It was just so much fun because I didn't have to think about leaving my mom yet. Uh, but then once it, came, uh, once Once it was actually time to leave, it was tough. That was definitely a tricky part, was to say goodbye and be left on my own. I'd never had to cook my own meals or anything like that. I was really lucky. Uh, so that was really hard. I think the only thing that I would say that really differs is once I was there, I felt pretty good. I feel like I acclimated pretty quickly. Um, but at the same time, that first time I did go home, it was tough to... It was kind of tough to go back. I know when I was, I filed my transfer papers and got an acceptance from the next school I thought I wanted to go to in October.
1: Hmm. Of that first semester?
0: Of that first semester that I was there.
1: Wow. In listening to your mom's responses, it sounds mixed with the emotional (laughs) goodbye that you shared. There's almost like a shared, is Keelan ready for this fear in the back of your mind as well as your mom that she spoke to things that kind of put that at ease, that maybe it was retrospect that taught her that you were in good hands of the way they taught at orientation and move in, that there is like big excitement to help mitigate some of those big emotions. But do you remember feeling a sense of, I can get the answers I need, like there are people here to help and support me?
0: Uh, I don't think I was even thinking about like how can people help me? It was purely, it was like going back to you hear like what the cavemen needed to survive. It was like, how do I get food? How do I sleep in a safe place every night was all that I was doing. It it felt like a survival mentality. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think what you said about my parents trying to figure out was I ready for college was very true. The first time that they saw, I showed them my grades, there wasn't like a midterm report. But I showed them my grade and they were shocked because they were really good. I Mm. I did better in college than I did in high school. Mm. Uh, And part of that was being afraid of not doing well. But I think that's something that helped me out when I went home was that I was actually doing better than (laughs) I was doing better than anybody thought I would be doing, so that (laughs) was really nice.
1: Yeah, which I'm sure the specific questions we gave her were all about that time leading up. And it sounds like she remembers it pretty accurately of like, there was a lot of fear some trepidation going into it, but you you made it. You got out on the other end. It was a very real thing headed into that experience with some difficult emotions.
0: Yeah, I really did. And had it not been for the support of my parents and the friend group that I was able to build, I don't think that it would have been the same experience, but my parents did a great job of letting me figure it out. Hmm. And it got me to where I work at college now. Yep. (laughs)
3: I remember orientation being really tough because Logan wanted to make friends and meet as many people as possible. He totally ditched his dad and me. (laughs) It was difficult because we were really wanting to experience it with him and to get a feeling that he was going to be happy and safe, content at the school he chose. We didn't get any of that from Logan. His dad and I tried to also soak up everything we could and and went to everything they offered for the parents so that we could get that reassurance that we were looking for. Uh, That really did help us. We met some amazing professors that just made us feel like everything was going to be okay. Move-in was a mixed bag, I guess. I was excited for Logan to be in college and to see what was going to unfold in his life, and it was just fun to be there and and uh, see where that was going to happen and meet some people who were going to be looking out for him and I really had the feeling that they had his best interest at heart and that they were really going to be taking good care of him so that was good but of course it was so painful too. Let him go and, you know, make up his bed and think he's gonna be here and I'm gonna be gone. (laughs) Still makes me tear up a little bit. I was crazy about his roommate, thought he was gonna be a great, fun guy for him to be with. So there was a lot of positive, reassuring stuff going on there that day to help ease the pain of letting him go. Everybody was super enthusiastic and helpful, and um, it made it a lot easier. The first week away was, it was rough. (laughs) I know I cried every single day (laughs) and he didn't call us (laughs) he didn't check in or or help out with that but lots of prayers and lots of just trying to stay busy and just think about where he was and what he was there for just helped a lot I, I can't exactly remember when he first came home but we lived eight or nine hour drives we couldn't see him very often When he was in school, anticipating his return was like, couldn't get here fast enough. I miss talking to him every day and hearing that things were going well. But he he checked in occasionally. (laughs) The anticipation of him coming home or when we got to go down there, either way, was just fierce.
1: (laughs) That was my mom. Um, I think, thinking back personally on that time, I remember it differently, but that's because it was my 18-year-old brain processing all those things (laughs) set on my own agenda and my own things, similar to what you said of the survival piece. Like I needed to figure out where my next meals were going to be if I was going to have friends and fit in and all those things that you're worried about as you're entering college. But I also was wrestling the idea of like I wanted to be a fair distance from home, because I needed to like step out on my own and prove that I'm an adult and I can make big decisions. But that came with its own set of fears of like, well, now it's on me. I distanced myself in a way possibly more than I should have because I felt like I had to prove something to myself as much as to my parents as I was transitioning to college. Time while I was in college, I think I was so wrapped up in being fully in the experience that I Neglected reaching out as much as I could <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a well, you know what? I think one of the things that we hear during orientation and kind of a Something that colleges stress is This is your time for autonomy, right? Like mm-hmm. you're your own person and part of what parents hear during orientation Is how do you create that healthy separation, right? mm mm-hmm sometimes what parents don't get to hear is it's okay to miss your students and everything like that. And it also gets compiled with students wanting that own sense of independence and everything. Mm. Um, I know I never did this. I'd be curious to hear from you. Like, did you ever stop to think, Hey, how, how are my parents doing that? I'm that I'm gone.
1: It might have crossed my mind, but just based off my mom's recollection, it I did not act on it, if it did cross my mind. Um, and I, again, that plays into the so set on, because, like, homesickness, That's I think every college student is going to experience it in some way during that first semester. But I had to prove that I didn't need to go home, and I, like, that I could make it on my own. Um, yeah, and it was almost like another complex layer of, um, well, I'm feeling homesick, but I don't want to feel homesick. I want to feel like I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm feeling guilty for missing the thing that I'm trying to differentiate from and that sort of thing.
0: Well, they're in just juxtaposition, right? Like, yeah. how do you miss home and care for those people while also trying to blaze your own trail and become who you want to be? Yeah. Maybe they're not actually that way, but when you first get to college, you're told there are these two different things: of creating your own life, getting home, uh, well, making college feel like home, but at the same time, our own desires, these are the people who are taking care of me, these are the people I love. Well, like, what do I do with these two things that don't seem like they fit together?
1: Yeah, it's not as black and white as a typical college freshman is going to make it in their mm-hmm. head, as I did.
4: Being a helicopter mom, I was totally consumed with the fear of how my son was going to be able to function in college without me there. Now, he wasn't worried about this at all. I was. It was amazing to watch as he went through all the different stations, all the different tables, all, and gathered all the information about college. How he was just so excited and to watch that was a true highlight. College move-in day for our son could be summed up in three words, exciting, exhausting, and emotionally draining. It was exciting for our son because he was excited about going away to school, living on his own. His dad and I were excited for him and had been waiting for this day his entire life. It was exhausting because everything we had spent all summer accumulating, packing up into two vehicles and driving it to his college dorm, then we realized we had to unpack it and uh, take it up two flights of stairs to his dorm room, which was about the size of a shoebox. Everything had to be unpacked, and being the helicopter parents that we are, everything had to be in its place. His bed had to be made before we left so that he could start his college life at least one day uh, with everything in its place. It was emotionally draining because you take uh, lots of stuff 95 degree heat two flights of stairs three people in a shoebox and you spin all of that together and there are a lot of emotions that go on the entire day Um, but at the end of the day It was a good experience. I would not have traded it for the world and wouldn't have changed anything if I had to do it over. Oh, my goodness. The first week our son was away at college, his dad and I were just wrecks. Uh, We only have one son, so him being gone was uh, a big void in our house. Uh, We had to learn... um, He wasn't going to be home for dinner. He was fine. Uh, He wasn't away at camp or vacation. He was away for an extended period of time, and that was uh, a big adjustment for us. Uh, We had to learn a new normal, that it was just the two of us, that we had truly become empty nesters uh, with taking one child to college. After the first week of our son being away at college, um, I guess it—you could say it—got a little better. Um, my husband and I got used to the fact that um, we could only communicate by telephone, and when—and that was on his time, not our time. Um, but being away at school, we wanted him to have fun. We wanted him to focus on making new friends. And so we didn't want to hover. Uh, we could have easily driven uh, the hour and a half to go see him, but did not want that to happen. We wanted him to have his time and get familiar with his new surroundings. Um, his, the anticipation for him coming home was unbelievable.
0: And that, of course, was Julie, who is Will's story, one of the RD at Belmont's mom. Uh, I think it's really cool to hear a self ascribed <laughs> helicopter mom say that they found peace in their students' transition. Mm-hmm. You hear pieces about it. was It was draining not only because of the physical labor that they had to do, but also the emotionally taxing part of everything needed to be in order. And there's this huge buildup of everything coming all summer, and then it just happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and there, as everybody experiences during moving, you're experiencing that alongside hundreds of (laughs) other families that are sending their student off to now be on their own. And that need for, like I've taken care of this human for 18 years and I've provided for them and I won't be here tomorrow. How can I set everything up and like prepare them to like make it for the next few days? Um, How can they make it when I'm gone? (laughs) Like that, that big question
0: one of the great things that Julie mentioned is learning a new normal, mm-hmm. like how how things change because it's no longer the same routine. You're not waking up and making breakfast or like she says, it's not like you're going to camp. They're not coming back regularly, yeah. at least to some extent to where they're spending the night there. But what is that new normal and how do you make it work for you is one of the big questions that I have. How How often are you talking to your students? What does that line of communication look like? Are you just talking about school, or are you allowing for them to talk about their new friends that they're making and all of the adjustments that are going on?
1: Yeah. I think if if I've learned anything in this process of hearing from my own mom and hearing from a couple others is, I think, hindsight's (laughs) 20-20. I think it's okay for parents and students to talk about each other and for the parent to let the student know hey, I'm sad, I miss you, and to want the student to know that mm-hmm. as, as much as they want the student to know that they support them, they're proud of them, they, want, they hope they're doing well. Um, I think it's okay that that's establishing the, you know, where this relationship is heading is now that your student's out of the home of, um, I, I talk to you like we are both entities, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are both adults, and I, I'm feeling this, and I miss you, right. those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, I I think I think that's true. And the pieces of the pieces of honesty go a really long way in Mm -hmm. those conversations, how you you can miss them and you do want them to be back and you're sad that they're gone. Those are parts of the experience. But the other part of the experience is we still want you to do well. Yeah, we want you to do well. And by the same token, as a student, I'm having fun and I'm enjoying myself and I can miss you. These things aren't diametrically opposed. Right you're almost gaining a new sphere of influence, right? Mm-hmm. Because before that, you lived in the home and you were with the parents and these are your influencers and your friends, your parents knew. But then you go to this new place and you, it, it's a complete new opportunity. We tell students a lot, it's a chance for you to rebuild yourself and you can be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And part of that is properly expressing it to your parents and allowing parents to hear that.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'd like to introduce a new team member that helped us with uh, this episode specifically. Shelby Trice, a fellow Residence Director here at Belmont, helped produce and edit
0: this episode. If something in this podcast sparked a conversation or raised some questions for you, let us know. We hope this opportunity provides a space for you to reflect and learn how you can better support your student or to continue what you've already been doing well. And We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at readyforpodcast@belmont.edu. at belmont.edu.
1: If you listened to this episode and it made you think of a topic that you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to let us know that as well.
0: We really appreciate you all listening to this. Uh, it means so much to us that our hard work is hopefully making a difference in your lives. Uh, please stay tuned for our next episode. And this has been Ready, Ready For. for.